What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Science of Flipping podcast. I am here with a very special guest. Before I get to him, I want you guys to understand this podcast is all about the systems, tools, strategies to become an expert real estate investor. And that is why I have on this special guest, Mr. Alex Casado. What's up, dude? What's going on, buddy? I am here in his office, as a matter of fact, is now I'm in Florida and uh, me and my wife came down to uh, Orlando to spend some time and we are in his office with his entire team. Right now, you can probably hear them all. There's so many people in there uh, calling, smiling and dialing. Yes, sir. It, right? Yep. So I want to make sure everyone understands that this is um, going to be practical and what you're going to be able to take away from this episode. Uh, if you are not yet over at my YouTube channel, make sure you're watching this video because this dude's an awesome dude. So if you're on iTunes listening to this, give me a five-star rating. And if you have not yet gone over to my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Justin Colby, start watching these episodes because I drop six YouTubes a week. Um, so with all that being said, dude, uh, thank you for having me in your office. Thank you for coming. Yeah. So let's talk about this because you are one of the top wholesalers and investors in the nation, not just in Orlando. And I wanted to kind of pick your brain on how you've done it, what you're doing and all that kind of good stuff so that people can take as much from this episode away and, and do it themselves. Let's do it. So maybe give a background of kind of how you got into this space. I know you've been doing this quite a long time like myself, but how you got in the space and, and kind of the background of, of Alex. Cool. Uh, so I heard a radio ad on the on the radio uh, for Ronald Grand, how to yeah. buy houses with no money down. That's great. Went to that event where it was like a pitch vest of everything. I bought everything, was learning everything, uh, every each little course, and was had a full time job doing like timeshare sales, and couldn't really focus on it at all. I quit timeshare, jumped at it full speed on just whole, on learning how to wholesale. At that time, there was a lot of REO properties. Started uh, flipping some REO properties. Um, wasn't doing volume. This is back when? This is like 10 years ago in December, 2011. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of REO properties back yeah. then. So it was uh, REO Rockstar uh, yeah. is what got me really going. Kearney, and, Kearney, Kearney? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Preston Ely. And so uh, that happened, um, started, went to a local RIA meeting, worked with somebody in that, uh, that was speaking there uh, locally and joined his team as like his, uh, pretty much running his wholesale business while he did like rehabs and new builds. Did that for like three years and then uh, decided I needed to do, do my own thing. Yeah. So me and my brother started our own thing. Uh, started wholesaling houses like three to five a month for like three years. Thought we were doing good, that, that was great. Then I went to the Find and Flip Summit with Ken and um, Sean. Sean Terry yeah. and went to that and then realized these people were doing like 20, 30 deals a month and I was nothing. And uh, then I talked to a lot of guys there and they're like, you know, what are you spending on marketing? And I'm like, three to five grand. They're like, yeah, try spending 30. And so I just literally took an Amex card, got Let's go. limits raised, put it on there, did 111 the next month. And then from then on, just kind of kept on grinding and doubling our business every single year since then. So I want to stop right there because this is actually a subject I get a lot of criticism for, which is talking about helping people understand credit and when to use credit, when not to, right? Because I think everyone thinks about credit as consumer credit, right? Like buying the Rolex and all the nonsense. I did this because I can afford it, first of all. But a lot of people don't. They just put it on a credit card and try to figure it out later. Yeah. But actually being a business owner and leveraging credit, credit cards, loans, HELOCs, lines of credit, that is a major reason why I'm at the place I am today. 1,000%. And you said the same exact thing, right? Like you 
you kind of threw it on that platinum and you said, let's ride because that's a lot of money yeah. and look how it paid off, right? And so one thing, if I can tell you guys listening and watching this, like take my advice, take Alex's advice, like every successful business owner you guys have ever heard of, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, you name it, at one point, mostly at the beginning of their career, they heavily leverage leverage, not irresponsibly, but they know that what that leverage can perform. So meaning, like I know right now my cold callers are giving me a certain rate of return, right? Do you know what your ROI on your ROAS is? Uh, it's super high. It's like For every dollar you spend, how much do you make? We're making like 5X. So I make 5X on my Shocker, we use the same company. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> uh, so I make 5X for every dollar I spend on cold calling, I make $5 back. So once I know that, I can go spend 100 grand a month on cold calling because I now know I'm gonna make $500,000 back. So now that's extreme and excessive, but yeah. I'll tell you, you're a great example just like myself of there is good credit out there, right? Yeah. And especially as a business owner, taking that risk on yourself, which you shouldn't be risking anything besides on yourself. like. Yeah, if you know you can close deals, so like they'll still go out and be like, I need leads and spend all that money if you don't know you can close deals. Right. So if you have leads and you're closing them and you have a good closing ratio and you're like, well, I need more leads so I can close more deals, then you put money into that. If you have leads and you're like closing one out of 100, you don't need more leads. You need to learn how to close That's right. and work on those skills. That's right. So. And talking about closing, and I'm going, we kind of had a plan here. I'm going to go totally left on this but you have how many people right now closing for you right now as i can hear them in the other room six uh, acquisition agents six right now yeah in-house and how many do you want uh we could probably double that we need no kidding we, probably, we have too many leads right now so let's talk about that because i think a lot of people also go the opposite side how long did it take you to get to a place of like having let's say five meaning like how many years did it take before you were able to start to build the business so for three years i worked for somebody else three years it was just me and my brother and so these past three years is when we started really scaling up. Yeah. And so it started with like just one acquisition agent, then two, then four, totally. and now six. Um, so every year we've just doubled our business and the time is now to like continue to just take the markets on fire, yeah. we're crushing it and just keep on adding on to it. Yeah. We need more people, we need have enough leads, we know what we're doing, we have buyers, we have capital, so we just need to go full force. Yeah. So. That's another misconception, right? Most people are like, I need to hire and scale so I don't have to do it. It's not how you treat your business, right? You need to be in the trenches until you have enough capital to leverage yourself out because it's your company, it's my company. Wow. I'm gonna care the most, right? Someone that I'm paying, whether a salary or even commission-based, even more so if it's commission-based, they are kind of like, ah, whatever, it's three o'clock, let's go have a cocktail, I don't care, right? That's the attitude because wow. It's not their business. Are you gonna be here till seven o'clock like we just talked about? Yeah, yeah you're gonna be here till seven o'clock. I don't know if these guys will, maybe, maybe not, maybe you've created that culture, but like people don't, people shouldn't be hiring too fast. Like I tell everyone, until you can put a quarter million dollars in your pocket in a year, don't hire. Go yeah. make a quarter million dollars. That's a lot of money, no matter who you are, right? Yeah. Then you can start talking about it. So you were, you worked for someone for three years, did your own thing for three years, and then started hiring. Yep. That's about the right pace of, of like success, right? Now you're doing how many deals a month? We're doing, we're closing 20, 25 deals a month. Um, but the, 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 my goal was for all this is to get myself out of it. I am still in it and I help my team. Sure. My brother runs my sales staff, the acquisition team dispositions. But now I, I have that like kind of on autopilot that I'm able to focus on like self storage, yep. buying commercial properties, raising money. Yep. And so it kind of like gave me the freedom that I'm still making that money 
and I'm now starting other ventures, yeah. we're, we're scaling those as well. Well, and so that's that's big business stuff, right? Like that's that's where everyone really wants to be. It's the same place where I'm at where you, like having a business is very, very cool, but like look at Elon Musk and all the businesses they run, right? And everything kind of to some level is a spinoff, right? So I call it like a bolt-on, right? So I have real estate, but then I also coach people to do exactly what I'm doing, yep. right? And you know, you can have that or you could do storage or you could do, you know, only focusing on rentals. Like I wholesale and flip homes and now I'm ultimately buying rentals because same reason you're doing storage, yep. build wealth. Because at some point we don't want to do any of it, right? <laughs> at some point you want to have someone manage it and you just collect a check every month. Yep. I think I'm probably 10 years away from that, but that's only because I'm like hyper aggressive. Like I love working, I love doing this. I love having interviews like this. Like yeah. I'm probably 10 years away from really kind of calling it a day. And I don't even know if I will then. Yeah, for sure. Right, like really? Well, so what, to get to 20 deals a month, how many, leads you like you have six people tell talk about your like system what is going on how many leads you bringing in how many are they calling how many are you contracting so we are they're dialing a so we have a call center that we use utilize and we're getting fed a lot of leads from them we've actually too many leads that's why we got to hire more people yeah. uh but right now we're closing one in 15 leads from our cold call center that's incredible uh we have some ppc as well we dabble in ppc a little bit yeah uh but we're uh scattered throughout florida north carolina uh parts of uh, PA, and they're dialing, everyone averages about three and a half to four hours talk time. And so we're contracting probably about 50 houses a month, closing about 25 houses yeah, a month. That's about right. Uh, and then, um, you know, just kind of, we just see that there's so much in our CRM that hasn't been touched or recalled back. Yeah. Because the way our CRM works, it funnels the, the new hot stuff to the front and then uh, our team can save up to like 30 people that they can call back and call whenever on their own follow-up schedule. So we need more bodies to touch all those leads yeah. in our CRM. So if we have so, more bodies, we'll tell, talk to more clients and get more deals. So I love that. The thing that I found when I've come across that, and maybe you're finding it too, is like, it's not even like one out of 15 is incredible, especially cold calling. Like I do a lot of cold calling well, too. You do more, but I do a lot. And by the way, that is the, in my opinion, best strategy for finding sellers. End of story, because it just brings in leads and then you can nurture those leads forever. Yep. And it's an event-based business, as I always tell you guys, like at some point they're gonna go through that one thing and if you're calling them then, you're gonna be the person they take action to. So cold calling is hands down, I, you would probably support that, right? 1,000%, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lowest cost and get the most leads and it's quick. Quick. It's uh, not as responsive, you know, you're taking action. Um, where was I going with the thought of the leads? Your conversion is high, right? So most people, like if I were coaching someone, they'd be like, man, I just don't have enough deal flow. And I'll say, well, how many bringing leads are you bringing in? They're like 20 a month. I'll be like, well, if you converted a hundred, you would get 20 deals, right? Yeah. Um, so that's not the thing. Now it's just bodies and the nurture ability, right? Yep. So have you ever thought of, and maybe you have, maybe you haven't, like just bringing in lead nurture people, not acquisition people that know how to close the door, but like, Yep. Just nurture these people. So we have two virtuals that just started doing that for us. Kind of just go through our CRM and touch those leads and kind of bring them back to life. New hot, like bring them as new hot leads yep. and bring them back to our acquisition. We're going to look to do that for, have one person for each of our acquisition reps. As a nurture. As like a nurture person for each person, for each of our acquisition guys. Yep. So that way someone's always touching the leads for them. And that way they kind of only, they're not like dialing, they're only like, almost like having scheduled appointments to yep. talk to people on the phone. 
So. so what would you say, like, how are you hiring your acquisition people right now? Or not hiring, but like paying them? Is what uh, salary plus commission. How much salary? Salary is 24,000. Commission's 8% on the spread. Yeah. And then uh, if it's over 30 grand, we give them 10% nice. of the spread. So incentivize them to get a bigger rip, a bigger what deal. What would you pay the lead nurture person if you were doing that one-to-one -one thing? Because I like that idea. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, so uh, the lead nurture person is like virtual. And so it's through Wamasu. Yeah. Uh, they're doing that also for us. And they pay like, you know, not that much. Yeah, it'd be in yeah. inexpensive relative to hiring US. Yeah. Really like that idea because we had the same thing. Like the last time we looked, we had 467 people because this was this morning uh, that we haven't touched in 30 days. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Right. For sure. Um, and so it's like we're trying to figure that out real time too because we're doing really, really well. We're twenty a month or so. Um, but it's you could could we be at forty if we actually had that component? Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Um, interesting problems when you get right. So like getting to the point of making two hundred fifty grand, you're gonna have a lot of problems. Getting to the point where we're at and we're making seven figures, it's a different set of problems. You're just still gonna have problems nonetheless, right? For sure. And it's always about finding that solution of what to do. Um, and then how are you hiring these people? When people are ready to scale, what's your process for hiring? So we use uh, Indeed, Wise Hire, Craigslist, and then Instagram, we've gotten some people. Yeah. Um, our one of our girls here has brought in one of her old friends nice. that was like door-to-door -door -door sales. For sure. I think that's my favorite way to use. Yeah. Obviously, if your people have connects, but um, Craigslist has been good for us. Nice. Uh, Craigslist and Instagram actually has been the best. And I think everybody in here is actually from Craigslist or Instagram. No kidding. Or referrals. So uh, there you go, Craigslist and Instagram. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going to put a post. If my phone wasn't that far away, I'd actually put a post. Because we need to <laughs> hire. I mean, we just have too many leads. Think about it. 467 that haven't been touched in 30 days. And just being at that board, uh, boardroom mastermind I was yeah. at last week in Mexico, um, they were saying, like, don't be afraid to, like, even use virtual people. Yeah. So we're going to have an owner meeting uh, about that and talk about, you know, because we like people with being here, the culture, yeah. you know, accountability. But we have so many leads that we need, like, we need more bodies. Yeah. So even if they're in California and they're a rock star salesperson, like let's give them a shot full, full For just sure. commission only on yeah. those guys and see if we can round up some people that way and get some fire. So people. you would do that US based or you do that like Philippine based? I think US based. Yeah. You know, because they were talking about like there's so many people who have who've, uh, event companies that like went out of business, like yeah. Tony Robbins guys and some other people that all do phone sales. Yeah. And if you can get attract some of those people with high commissions and you have like the ability to train them and teach them and have the CRM, the systems in place, totally. that if we can utilize them uh, or utilize, you know, the world, obviously, yeah. you know, virtually, then go after some of those guys. It doesn't have to be here locally. They're like, don't be afraid of it, no, you no. know? So we're gonna talk about that and see about, you know, going hiring that direction as well. For sure. I love it, dude. Is there, so if someone was like, man, I need to get started wholesaling, flipping homes, you're doing a lot, you're in self-storage, but how, what would be some tactical things that you would want someone just getting started to like execute? Like we talked about cold calling. I think that is the very best. Mm. I would do it myself first, right? I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, I need to go hire someone. Start understanding what they're gonna go through before you start hiring it, right? Like pull a list from PropStream, do some virtual driving for dollars. My favorite would say, go do some virtual driving for dollars, yeah. which is another YouTube video. Just go search that on my YouTube. But like, 
start calling the sellers. Get used to hearing no's. Get used to hearing these things so you can get the confidence. What would you advise? I agree. Also, like a lot of people say, like you don't have to cold call. Like just hire somebody. But I think cold calling to know what you should expect from your right. cold callers is the way to go. And then when you're driving for dollars, go knock. People just drive for dollars, and then you might forget or you never call. You you miss the opportunity. Go knock on those doors. Go knock on the neighbors' doors. Yeah. Go talk to people in the neighborhood why that house is vacant, why it looks like that, how long it's been like that. Contact those people by go knocking on the door if possible. If not, then send a letter, drop a letter. I used to have like FedEx envelopes I would take from like USPS and write like yellow letters on there and drop them at the house. And people always open those if someone's there at the house. So do that, cold call yourself, uh, Mojo Dial or something like that, pull a list, uh, cold call yourself, door knock yourself to get going. And then once you have like one or two deals under your belt, then reinvest some of that marketing into you know a call center or a, a VA overseas to just add more fuel to, to the fire and get you going with more leads so you're dealing with more hot leads rather than the cold leads and then just go grow from there. 100%. Reinvest always into your marketing. I would 100% agree with that and that goes back to that whole credit thing. Like once you know your marketing, yeah just pour gas in it. I did the same thing with direct mail, if you remember when direct mail was so big. Yeah. So this is back in 2000, probably 15, 16. Uh, Sean Terry and I were talking and he was like, bro, I'm doing 40 grand in direct mail. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> what? Uh, and he was like, aren't you doing deals? I was like, yeah, it's basically how, how we get all of our deals. And he was like, just go, put it on your card. And I was like, okay. The very next day, I called my mail guy, I was like, I want 40 grand of mail to go out. And that's the same thing you do, just like, yeah. let's go. And at that time it was like 40, I mean, we got a lot of mail out for 40 grand. Now it's like 70 cents or something like that. But like, I don't know, I, you gotta bet on yourself. You gotta invest in marketing, right? right? It's, it's leads, conversion, and disposition. So like, you have leads coming in and you're converting them, then you need to pump more leads. You gotta pay more for marketing. If you have no lead, if you have, conversions problems because you have so many leads but you're not converting them then you need to sharpen your scale skills and get a coach or you know read some books and get that conversion problem covered and then if you can't sell them after you're contracting then you have buyer issues so you need to get buyers uh build up your buyers list focus on that or just jv with some folks and and have some of those sell your deals we'll sell all your deals i think jv is some of the best way to do any of it right whether it's you have the buyers i have the buyers you have the deal whatever the case may be right if you had a deal in phoenix i could move it in a second exactly so why not give it to someone that can move it versus me having to go pennsylvania if i get a deal in pennsylvania i'm going to call you hey dude can you guys move this and we'll create this jv agreement exactly all day every day because that keeps me focused on generating revenue rather than like hustling to go find something I don't have. For sure, we do a right. lot of JVs. We have a huge buyers list in Central Florida, so like if we have a lot of other wholesalers who reach out to us. Yeah. We sell a lot of their deals, and it's just an extra set of, in- it's just a lot of extra income without any real cost. Yeah. yeah. What, um, what are you bringing in a month? Because you're doing wholesaling, flipping, your rentals, you have storage, like you're a big operation boy. That's, yeah. that's why I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Just out of wholesaling, because it's a lot of my market that listens and watches, what are you able to do every month bringing in for just wholesale? So um, in June, we did like 423. Nice. In uh, July, we did like 200 something. But the reason the drop off, we were picking up and closing more deals uh, ourselves. So like we have one that's down the street, a quadplex that I could have wholesale for 100 grand. We decided to keep that yep. in the house because it's such a killer deal. We're gonna, it's probably gonna be worth like 450, 500. 
and we're gonna be all in at like 225. That's awesome. Cash flowing amazing. So like, and then now we have so many more rehabs going on that we, one rehab was a mobile home in Orlando. We just uh, uh, did the rehab, sold it, it's under contract now to close next month for like 70K profit. So some of these deals that we could wholesale for 20, 30 grand. It's later profit revenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. keeping them more as rehabs or buying holds. Yeah. Really anything in Florida, I wanna keep and hold yeah. uh, as rentals yeah. because the market's on fire here, migration over here. It's crazy. So if I can hold more properties, we're kind of, taken away from our wholesale fees a little bit for sure. to take take more home. Um, but we're closing about 200K a month at a minimum. But even, that's what I was gonna say, even if you're not getting those 400K months and yeah. you can still, if you get 150, like, but you're also buying five or 10 yeah, exactly. rentals or whatever, then who cares, right? That's yeah. what a lot of people don't understand is everyone wants to talk numbers and I do 20 plus deals and I'm making 200 grand a month, whatever, it's like, could you also be buying? So my big thing, my big mission this year was starting to buy these rentals instead yep. of doing wholesaling everything. We talked about that, yeah. And I've probably missed out on several hundred thousands of wholesale fees because I just kept the property. Yeah. But I'm still making all the money. Like I still have plenty of money coming in. I exactly. think that's, but that's for a different episode because <laughs> we can go on and on and on. These are supposed for to be sure. like 15 minutes. I don't even know how far we're in, but um, where does everyone find you? Uh, whether it's social media, wherever you want to point them, let cool. them know. Uh, so my IG is Alex uh, the investor Quesada. That's also the YouTube channel. I got a blog we started uh, following us around like self-storage facilities, some rehab, some new builds, stuff like that. Love it. It's pretty hilarious. It's more not educational. It's a little bit of education in there, but it's pretty funny, I think. Yeah. And then um, my website is uh, vaultventures.net if you're interested in uh, being a part of our deals, self-storage deals, uh, new builds, rate rehabs, and interested in like partnering like financially as a partner in those deals. You get a high rate of return on your money. And uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. Right on, bro. Appreciate you coming out here. Uh, I came to you, but yes. appreciate you being on. <laughs> Not a lot of people like the spotlight. So, all right, y'all. That is it for this episode. Again, check out Alex everywhere he told you to go. I will see you on the next episode. And if you aren't watching this, you need to go to youtube.com forward slash Justin Colby. See you guys on the next one. Peace.